Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Upshift Podcast. In this episode, me and Brian have a good time, over an hour of information you just can't live without. Biker boots, tennis shoes, who rides a clean motorcycle, what's in your saddlebag? And we have fun with it. Uh, thanks for tuning in. If you would, give us a, a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, give us a follow on Instagram. Uh, you can follow me at the Upshift Podcast. Follow Brian at the upshift underscore Brian underscore NH. Shoot us an email if you want to. We still answer those. The upshift podcast at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Facebook at the upshift podcast. Uh, reach out to us, man. If you want to let us know about a ride you uh, taken uh, anywhere, uh, places we go, and We'll go out there, ride it, have a good time, talk about it. Uh, but again, thanks for tuning in. Uh, me and Brian, we just sit around and talk about bikes. Um, we find bikes on Marketplace and send them to each other and, and talk about how we should go buy. But anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in the Upshift Podcast. Hey, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we are live. What's going on, Brian? Nothing much. Welcome into the Upshift Podcast with your host and co-host, Brian. So how's the weather down there today? Oh, man, it's like uh, beautiful blue skies and a gorgeous open road that I can't get on because I've been at work since 8 o'clock this morning. (laughs) <laughs> well we don't have the gorgeous blue skies up here quite yet and i have the time to go ride but i, I did take a few rides on the cop glide just to doing some testing yeah so how how is that working out so far so good i've i've probably rode it for two and a half hours and uh it hasn't acted up yet so i'm thinking i'm thinking the heat the um, the head temp sensor was the problem okay so awesome. Yeah, so I think uh good to go. Good to ride that for a while. Yes, and then all the other bikes that we send back and forth to each other that we find on marketplace. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to act on one of those. I'm I'm being picky. I'm waiting for that 03 anniversary road glide or the 01 purple road glide to pop up and Yeah, I, I honest, I look for those literally. And I we've I mean, you talk about this all the time. I look every day on Marketplace, multiple times a day, in the morning, at night, you know, and then you, I set alerts, you know, for, you know, keywords, road glide, FXDX, stuff like that. And, I mean, I move my zip code out to the Midwest, everywhere. And when I do find a 03 road glide, it's, uh, you could actually buy a brand new 22 road glide cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I found a bunch of the you want the the black and silver. I find all the uh, what is it called? It's blue, and I forget the name of that blue. Like, like your uh, nitrain, uh, yeah, it was the like gunmetal pearl they called gun, it. Gunmetal pearl. I I see a bunch of those, and that really? is a cool looking color. But there's nothing like the the black and silver with that anniversary pinstripe in it. That's just that's a killer motorcycle. Yeah, I always I always see just the plain black ones with the anniversary logo and the stripe, but they're all black. I'd much yep. rather I'd much rather a gunmetal blue road glide. Kidding me? Oh uh, yeah. I, well, I've I'll send you one, and it's not too far from me. All right. Yeah, it's funny because you send me them, and I'm like, wait, that's not even near his house. He must be. He's looking all around the United States trying to find something. I like do. Some... I change the you know my zip code because you can only go like 500 miles from where you have your Facebook Marketplace setting or whatever. Yep. And so I'll move my zip code and just look. <laughs> um, but you know what's funny? Um, and I don't want to divulge this information, but uh, Craigslist is making a comeback. Yeah, I know. I've I've been on Craigslist looking for like little three-wheelers and stuff. And yeah, I was surprised to see a bunch of listings. Yeah, because I, I, don't you have to pay to list now? Oh, that I don't know. I, I, I might have listed something on Craigslist a long time ago, but. My oh, go-to yeah. is marketplace if I'm going to sell something. Yeah, because I mean it's so easy because everybody's got their phone, yeah, in, in their pocket and in their hand, and yeah, it's like, so easy to to look. Yeah, Craigslist used to have an app, yep. and I remember getting on it, but it was so had to put so many keywords that I think you missed a lot of things. But I was just sitting on the computer here at work and playing around, and I was. You know, because you can pick the city. So, you know, Atlanta's a big city. Raleigh, those are within a few hours of here. Nashville, Tennessee. And so I would put those and just see, you know, what was out. And there are a ton of bikes. Yeah. And there's a lot of dealerships that use that. So you can click over and go to owner. Yes, yeah, uh, facility. Yep, by owner only. Yep. Yeah, so that, that's what I was looking but. You know, I sent you that picture of the uh, 2000 uh, Screaming Eagle uh, Road Glide, the orange, white, and uh, black. Yeah, is that the one that had the 13,000 miles on it? It um, Actually, it has less than that. It has, uh, uh, let me go back to it, because the guy, we've talked a few times. Uh, let me go back to it here. So, remember that purple Road Glide that you sent me that was in Ohio? It was really yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. I was looking through my pictures from when I was in Daytona and I was uh, I looked at, I'm like that purple road glide. It looks familiar. It looks familiar. And it, it was the same one that was for sale. And I was right yeah. up on it. And it, it was, he's, he had a list of for 16 grand and I was right up and close with it. And I would have paid 16 grand for that bike. It was nice. Oh, it had tons of stuff. Uh, it had everything I would do to it. Yeah. You know, legends it had the bars it had it was set up the way i would i would make it yeah and uh yeah it was that was a deal it, it didn't have a lot of miles uh this one before i forget here this 2000 has twelve thousand miles okay yeah um and the other one that i've looked at and i've talked with that guy too we're just I, i'm gonna go look at both of them um and <laughs> make 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 a decision i mean i would love to have both of them but 
really. I do, how many road glides do you need? True. Well, yeah. You can afford, but yeah. well, um, which one? Which one are you lean towards? The orange and white I, black one? That's or? the one I really. I've always liked it. Uh, they only made fifteen hundred, and this goes back to me just looking through, you know, and googling, and actually going back to old HD forums and looking at stuff from ten to twelve years ago, even further back, and you know how many they produced and I found an article about those bikes in like motorcycle magazine or something. And it said they produced 1500 of the screaming Eagle road glide. And I don't know if that's 1500 of the orange, white and black or the triple red combined or 1500 a piece. I don't know. I mean, you definitely don't see a lot of them. So, I mean, you don't, I saw one in Daytona and I, this was so funny. So, you know, I had my whole eye issue, so I really couldn't drive and it was, you know, a, a mess. And <laughs> so my girlfriend's driving and we're just tooling down, uh, a one, a coming back. I think we had went and rode on the beach. She had never driven a car on the beach and we're going by. And I was like, look, there, there's a, a, a 2000 screaming Eagle. And she's like, what is that? And there's a guy backing one off of a trailer. And I'm like, turn around. She's like, for what? I'm like, I want to see that bike. And so it, we had to get to a lot, you know, go through a parking lot, turn around, you know, and it was probably 10 minutes of doing all of that. And we get back and it's gone. Well, I mean, you know, it was just a guy in a parking lot with a bike, but <laughs> yeah. so they're just so cool. How much did they charge you to? ride on the beach drive on the beach do you remember uh five or ten dollars maybe that's you know i i knew that lady was telling me something because i tried to ride on the beach this year and it was you know four of us and she wanted twenty dollars per bike it may have been twenty dollars I, I i can't remember i, I said i i'm like i told her we're just gonna ride i'm sure everybody says that yeah i'm just gonna yeah. ride halfway down and get back off but I really just wanted to, you know, go about a half a mile on the beach. And she said, no, 20 bucks each bike. I said, All right, <laughs> turn around, boys. <laughs> yeah, well, and here's the thing about that. Years and years ago when I was crazy and I took my bike out there and, you know, about dropped it, got sand all over. Which, you know, <laughs> you got to do it at least one time. Yeah. I, I don't think I paid anything. And you could ride forever. Well, where we went on, it was right past uh, the Hard Rock. A hotel okay yep um you could only go three miles oh and then they shut it, it was because the pier get, was in the way no you, you it's closed off it says no vehicles beyond this point hmm. and I, I think it's private residence yeah that and makes they sense. got and they got that stopped which you know i mean if you spend the money to live on you know the the atlantic you don't want a bunch of cars in your front yard every day i mean <laughs> i get that yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it was cool. It was something to do. I mean, you know, we, you know, go to Daytona with no motorcycle, so have to think of other little things to do. And that, you know, we were just out riding around. I think we had looked at enough motorcycles, you know, at the speedway that day. I was. Uh... Well, whoa, that's not a thing. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could you ever look at enough motorcycles? I, know, I doubt it. Well, I spe- doubt it. Speaking of looking at the new motorcycles. Did you watch the sports, the premiere? I did the Nightster, and 
Okay, so I click on it, and I start watching it, and, you know, it goes to the chapters, and next thing I know, it's 30-something minutes long. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool how they went to each builder. They went to yes. Jody Parowitz right here in Massachusetts. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I really like the what Hyde Motorcycles did to it, kind of gave it that cafe style. Yeah, I mean, that that is a... A killer bike. The price point on it, I think, is for me again. And me and you both, we like older bikes, and we buy a lot of used bikes. Um, man, it's like thirteen five starting out. For yeah, it's a nine hundred and seventy five inch cubic motor. Yep. It weighs four hundred eighty five pounds. Ninety horsepower. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. <laughs> you know, and I, I i would have one i mean there's a soft spot in my heart for sports scooters um and in, any motorcycle that is being neglected in a garage or a barn uh there's just a soft spot in my heart i should take it clean it up and get it roadworthy and you know sell it or pass it on to someone that will you know will love it because yeah stop motorcycle abuse i agree and plus <laughs> i've heard all my motorcycles tell me that they want to be clean. They feel so much better when they're riding down the road clean. (laughs) (laughs) They do a clean motorcycle. Not only does it look good, it rides good. Oh, I, I actually, I cleaned the cop glide and she's been running, running good now. So yeah. Do do you take, we'll get back to the sports in a minute, but do you take your bike apart? Like I take the, when I really do a good clean, especially if after I come back from, you know, the beach or, you know, a long trip, um, you know, for a week or, you know, four or five days, whatever. I take my dash off and I clean underneath it. I take the saddlebags off. I take the side covers off. Mm-hmm. I take anything that I can unbolt fairly easy and lay somewhere. And I wash everything i start with the wheels and sometimes it takes me and i know people are like oh what a wacko this guy is <laughs> two or three days but you know i just roll it back in the garage my my garage is uh air conditioned um uh, and so I, i'll polish the wheels I'll, i will clean every nook and cranny you know i have you have all the stuff i mean that's what you do for a living but over the years i have bought you know Every little brush, um, you know, all of the cleaners, all of the polishes, and that, that I, I kind of enjoy that. Yeah, it does take away from riding, but that's why you should have multiple motorcycles. So you always have a clean one ready to go. But yeah, how do you do it? What 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 is the process? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm definitely like you in that. I put I put it right up on my lift, my jack. Yeah. You know, so I can get the wheels off the ground spinning so I can clean those nice and easily. I take my saddlebags off. I take the seat off. I don't take the dash off, though, but I, I, I take, I, like I said, I take everything off. I clean behind everything. I, I like to get the swing arm nice and clean, mm-hmm. the shocks. Yeah, I, I clean it all. And then I'll go in there if there's a little, like on the frame, if there's any black, like, needs touch up i'll touch up everything and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah i'm i'm at it for a while i'm cleaning things that nobody will ever see yeah but you see it you know it oh yeah it it, it feels better riding down the road knowing yeah that, uh, I mean, what does what does a, a dresser okay so we we got saddlebags and a tour box say it's an ultra classic 
Yep. And you're going to do, you know, a full detail. And when I say full detail, that may mean something else to someone, but give me the rundown, what the cost and what all that entails. I mean, is there paint correction and, you know, are you coding it? What are you doing? Yeah. So a full motorcycle detail like that, it's usually around 200 bucks that I charge. Okay. Yeah. So at first, first I'll, I'll clean the bike by hand and then I'll polish the paint and then I'll put, um, a sealant on it. They call it say jet seal. So you put it on, you let it sit for 20 minutes, then you buff it off. It, okay. it, it, it's good for about a year. It, it leaves it's just a nice shine. So after I do that, then I'll take the saddlebags off. I'll take everything off and I'll clean the wheels. I'll clean the motor. I'll clean everything. And then, you know, once I'm done, I'll, I'll blow dry it off. And then I use the pig spit. Yeah. Yeah. I like the- Oh, that's that stuff is great. So I'll spray that on the motor and get it looking like new. I'll spray it on anything that's black. Yeah. Sp- spray it on. And then the motor, like the wrinkle motors, mm-hmm. you spray that on, it looks brand new again. Just leave it. Oh, yeah. I mean that, yeah, that's that's some good stuff. I actually I have uh that and uh protectol, which is uh, I wanna say I, I always buy it at the Mustang seat tent. Oh, yep. Yeah. And yeah. speaking of them, I sent you that article. What do you think about that? That's uh, a company there in Massachusetts, right close to you, and they just got bought out. Yeah. Well, first of all, I didn't even realize that they were in Massachusetts. Yeah. I, I have actually, over the years, I have bought tons of bikes, and it'll have a Mustang seat, and I bought one, and everything on the seat looked good except for and i'm it must have been like they set it in the garage and set something on top of it but it was the right side piping you think it'd be the left people getting off that way and so i called them and it was myrtle beach bike week was coming up within one or two weeks and i was like you know what you'll be there. And I was like, I'll just stop by and y'all can lay eyes on it. And they're like, great. See this particular person. So I did. And she gave me all the information. She's like, yeah. Uh, you know, it's out of warranty. I said, yeah, I bought it used. I just don't, you know, I don't think the whole thing needs to be recovered, but can you fix this? And she's like, Oh yeah. So she gave me all the information. I got back home sent it to them and they emailed me or called me. I can't remember. I want to say email. And they're like, yeah, it's going to be $70 or 80. I can't remember the exact amount. And I'm like, great. And I'm like, you need me to pay for it. They're like, no, we'll get it all done. And uh, then we'll, we'll send you an invoice or whatever. They actually sent me the seat back with the invoice in it. And I just called it there and paid it. And, and they cleaned it. And I honestly, when I put it on the bike, I'm like, I think they recovered this thing. <laughs> it looked too good. Well, that's another thing. I, I definitely clean the leather seats. Yeah, I have, yeah. I have a, le- a cleaner, and then I condition it. Yep. So, yep. Yeah, a, a clean bike is a good-looking bike, and it rides good. And, you know, while you got it apart, you can always check. You know, you got it up on the lift, spin the tire, see if you hadn't ran over a nail or you know, just yeah, give it a bearing over. Yeah. Yeah. You check everything. And 
um, talking about that, um, walked into my garage the other night and I was like, I smell gas and I have nothing. I don't have a gas can or anything in there. Got two motorcycles sitting there and I'm like, well, the road King looks good. So I'm walking around it. And then I walk over to the old 95 heritage and it gets stronger. <laughs> and I'm like, what have you done? And I'm looking, I don't see anything on the, the floor because uh, I parked both of the bikes on uh, in the Harley Davidson truck, uh, F-150s and 250s. They come with the Harley Davidson bed mats in them. Yep. Well, over the years, I've found them at junkyards and, you know, on Marketplace. And I've got them in line in the floor of my garage. And nothing's on those. And I'm like, where is this coming from? So I bend down and stick my hand on the crossover because that 95 has the split tanks. Yep. And I found it. The crossover is leaking. Yep. It is deteriorating. Yeah. I hate that design too. When you go, those are a pain uh, to take awful. apart. Ugh. Awful. Awful. It is horrible. And what's bad about it is it's almost full of gas. Uh, of, course, of course yeah. it is of course yeah so right now it is not it's just a faint smell i guess i'm used to it now but <laughs> um so that's the update on 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 my motorcycles but let, let's go back to the to the sports store. okay um we talked about the price and okay here's the thing if if you're a guy or a gal and you don't really like the soft tail because if you compare those two bikes price-wise, they're running neck and neck. Don't you think so? The yeah. street uh, street Bob, I think, is uh, about fourteen, right? Fifteen. Yeah, I didn't look at the price, but they're you know within a few thousand dollars, which that that makes a big difference. Oh, three grand more, but you know you get more motorcycle. Yeah, if you step up to a soft tail, but if it's a person that's not going to do a long distance, you know, they're going to do a hundred, 150 mile ride, you know, once or twice a week, or just, you know, that's all they're in for it to do. Then, I mean, what, what an awesome bike. And to me, by Harley already coming out with showing what these builders can do, they're, and maybe I'm just wishful thinking, but maybe there's a whole different line of parts coming for this bike. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, that motor, it sounded, it sounded awesome. Yeah. With an exhaust. So you're the Sportster specialist. So this, the Sportster S that already came out. Yep. And then now it's, this is the Nightster. So what's, is the Sportster S have a different motor? No, it's the same motor. Oh. Um, and there, there's two versions of that Sportster S. Um, man, I don't have it pulled up, but, um, you know, it has the big back tire, the Sportster uh, S does, and it's more... V-Rod looking. It is, and the seating position is totally different. To me, this one was, a, you know, a straight up, seating position yeah it was more of the classic with the, you know the yeah. classic sportster tank yeah yeah well yeah. you know and the it's you know the and the gas tanks under the seat like the v-rod oh and the sportster s yeah yeah 
and okay. and, and and this portion and the nitro. Oh, really? So that yeah. that tank's just a fake one? Yeah, that's the airbox. Oh, huh. yeah, that um, because you know when in that I don't know, probably the fourth or fifth part in that it shows the designers and they're kind of putting it together in that big room. Yep. And they put that, that tank cover and then they, they talk a little bit about it, but that was crazy. That thing, it was an awesome show. Yeah. It, it was longer than the preview for the new models. I know. Now that you, now that you say that, I remember Hyde motorcycle when he, he had that old school gas can and he was pouring the gas in. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. He was pouring it in the in the seat area. Huh, all right, I didn't even pick up on that until now. Oh, it's a, it's gonna be, you know, I think it'll be a hot seller. Um, which you know, me and you, we're and we we like the older bikes and we we tour on them and and ride you know pretty good distance. That's not a bike for me and you unless we just have you know. 14 grand laying around that we can go throw at something to, you know, yeah. play around with. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to be riding, riding on the highway, 400 miles on the highway on that bike for sure. No, but you know, I, I've mentioned this to you before. Um, I would love to do uh sportsters to Sturgis. Yeah. Yeah. We could... <laughs> so, what are you talking? Like that'd be a three week adventure. Oh gosh! Well, you would have to put yours in your truck, and you would have to come here. Yeah, well, and then I would put mine in your truck, and then we <laughs> would go. I say we get out somewhere. Uh, I mean, it's okay. It's seventeen hundred and fifty miles from where I live, Sturgis is. It's about nineteen hundred from me. Yeah, so we need to get well then three hundred miles of Sturgis. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So we're just going to unload at the Black Hills Harley Davidson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and ride them around. Yeah. It would be fun, though. Man, I I really hope I can do Sturgis this year. I, I, I want to so bad. I want to ride. Yeah, well, I'm going to give you, uh, you have 114 days. Oh. Well, the Cop Glide is running well, and I'm, I'm, I'm planning on riding. I'm going to meet you in Chicago area <laughs> somewhere. Okay. And we're gonna we're gonna ride out from Chicago. Okay. Well, you got 114 days. Actually, I'm leaving the 29th of July. Okay. And so, but but Sturgis, as we sit here today, is 114 days away. So, do you think Chicago would be a good meeting spot for us? Yeah, yeah, I can do Chicago in a day. Yeah, and then and then we just yeah, I can do Chicago in a day too, and then we can shoot just shoot straight across. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh. <clears throat> We can, uh, I, I did this one time for not long. I went through, uh, uh, Nebraska. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing in Nebraska. And if that... anybody's listening from Nebraska, I, I had a good time there and, and I would go back. It's just the, uh, uh, the view is just not great. Um, pretty much from where, where I sit and you, you have great riding where you live too. If I leave here and go toward Sturgis, after St. Louis, there's there's nothing. I'm um, just nothing. nothing. Iowa is a pretty boring state, I remember. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that just, oh, there's nothing in Iowa but uh, corn. Yep. Corn and truck stops. 
So, so when we meet up in Chicago, yeah. how many mi- how many miles are we gonna go the first day? What are you thinking? Five hundred miles a day? Uh, yeah. I mean, I tell you this one. I, now I did this by myself. I left here on a Tuesday. This was last year going to Sturgis. I made it to uh, the other side of Mount Vernon, Illinois, the first day, and there was a horrible wreck on 70, and the highway was shut down. So I I got stuck for three hours in a little bitty town of of nothing, a truck stop. And on Wednesday evening, I was pulling into Mitchell, South Dakota, uh, eating at a Mexican restaurant. Really? Yep. All right. Yeah, I, I, I think Chicago, I mean, the bike might be on the back of the truck until I get to Chicago, but when, I'm riding to Sturgis, at least the second leg of it. Yeah, so you're, how, how far are you from Chicago? 800 miles? Yeah, it's about not, uh, about 900 miles to Chicago. Okay. So, okay. I mean, I have a friend that lives in Chicago, so I can, I can do that in a day, because, well, especially going there, because I you gain an hour because they're yep. on. Yeah. So I can, I can definitely make it there in a day and then I could, we could stay over and just shoot out in the morning and make it a two day trip from there. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's a, it's a two and a half day trip. That's what the group that I, I went with. And last year I met a buddy of mine out there and, and uh, me and him came back together. We did uh, uh, two and a half days coming okay. back. So do you got a place already out there? Yes, we are staying in Deadwood this year. Um, I've always wanted to stay in Deadwood. I think it is a cool town. I've never been there in the evening to see everybody cruise around and, you know, kind of see what all goes on. Okay. Um, But what I'd like to do is stay a few days there and then go back out to Custer and stay there. And, you know, go stay you know in hill city a night or two because there's so many there's so much to see out there you know and you don't to me you don't want to ride at night there's just way too many animals and and stuff so where i stayed in custer it was an hour and 45 minutes through you know over the mountain and through the woods to downtown sturgis so Mm -hmm. i was only I only uh, saw Sturgis at night, two nights, because I, I stayed with a friend of mine in Sturgis uh, the first night I was out there. He had taken his camper, and I hung out with him. And so we just took the bus into town and, <laughs> and, and you know, just goofed off. And you got to see it at night. Just see all the people watch. Oh, yeah. Not, and, I... um, and then another time, because I was out there forever, it seemed like, uh, about four or five days later, we stayed and we rode back. Uh, to Custer at night, and I was like, I ain't doing that again. It is, it's dark, 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 and there was tons of animals out. I mean, we were probably on this one stretch, we probably never got over fifty miles an hour. There, there was a bunch of bikes out, but we were behind a group, and they were just put putting along, which was fine. I wouldn't want to push nobody through those canyons at night. Um, out in the middle of nowhere. I, I, I'm, I'm very familiar with the roads that where I live here, and I don't like to ride them at night. Bambi's hanging out there. And oh, yeah. They, it's just a, this is dangerous. I mean, those, those are, the buffaloes, they look nice and soft, but I, I wouldn't want to hit one. 
Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. And they're and they're out in the road. I yeah. mean, uh, we stayed one year. We stayed at the uh, uh, Custer right there at the lodge. And every morning when we got up, they were standing in the road. I mean, all I'm literally within five feet of our picnic table right outside our cabin. Wow. And, well, and they don't, if you don't mess with them, they don't mess with you, but you know, they're two or 3000 pounds. So you're not, you know, yeah. They say well, don't pet the fluffy cows. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not going to see any uh, Buffalo in Laconia, but you might run into a, a black bear. Oh, I'm definitely sure. Uh, 59 days away is the countdown for Laconia. I I remember being in in Laconia one year. This was back when uh, the Discovery Channel and Biker Build Off was yes. big. Yeah. I saw uh, Billy Lane was jogging one morning, just jogging down the street, <laughs> <laughs> and then a mile up the street was a black bear, just uh, roaming down this little side street. And I was thinking, "Oh, Billy, come on, don't don't be running towards the bear." Yeah. Well, anybody I've ever talked to, you know, park rangers or, you know, people out, they're like, you know, they're as scared of you as you are of them. And yep. I'm like, that's great to know, but I'm not I'm not going to get that close to find out. <laughs> I'm just not. That's why I don't uh, I don't sleep in a tent. No, no, I don't I don't do camping. I camp in the, the hotels. Yeah, that that's camping to me. And roughing it is when I run out of towels. <laughs> I just I just can't do it. I mean, yeah. I've stayed at I've stayed at some horrible places over the years. You know, you back in the day when before the internet and Google and reviews and all that, you would you know look through like Daytona. We used to stay at. Uh, it's actually they bulldozed it. It's a high rise now, but it was a. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, Desert Inn. Do you remember the Desert Inn? I do. Yeah, that, yeah, I do remember that. Okay. Um, we stayed there for a few years, and it was reasonable, but we had a fairly decent group, and we could get like a bigger, it seemed like it was three rooms, and it had like a little kitchenette, so, you know, we could make coffee and, you know, throw our donuts over there. <laughs> and I, I want to say we stayed three or four years. And we made reservations, you know, as we leave in October, we make it for March. And so we went back in March and it was like over the, from October to that following March, that place went downhill. I'm talking rough. And a friend of mine is like, you notice the, this, this place is rough. And then you, you know, people were, you, then you kind of heard the people whispering about it, you know, cause you go to Daytona like I do every year. You, if you stay at the same place or go to the same place, you will a lot of times run into the same people. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we've been staying at the same place now for probably five years, and you see, you see, you see the same people, mm -hmm. same same maintenance people, same managers. Yep, and so we're talking to some guys. You know, we've talked before, kind of hang out in the parking lot, the bike show in the parking lot. And I just remember one guy's like, man, he's like, I don't think we're staying here. He's like, you know, our, our rooms and all that great. It wasn't clean. And, and my buddy Ralph, he's like, you know what? And he's like, ours wasn't either. And <laughs> I was like, well, we'll have to find a different place. And 
this is hilarious, and I have pictures of this somewhere. For a few years, I stayed at an Econo Lodge in Palm Coast, and it was right next door to a, uh, a Cracker Barrel, right off the exit. And it was nice and clean, and I had uh, choice points, and I always got the room really, re- I mean, four or five hundred bucks for the whole week and i would go and make my reservation and i would make them early i would have them as you know a year in advance as soon as it would pop up i could get it i I would do it and i remember i kind of missed the date and uh i kept going online on the app thing there and it's like you know 159 a night and i'm like that's crazy so i called down there (laughs) and i'm like hey i stayed there i said you know my and this was in the in the falls, which should be cheaper than spring. And he's like, "No, we're under new management. Um, we're you know the rate is this." And I'm like, mm, "Okay, uh, I'll just." So that's when I kind of discovered Air, Airbnb. And what was funny about that is I got a whole house for less than what that room was per night, and it was cheaper to get it for the whole week. Yeah, discount. Yeah, because yeah, they don't want to rent it for two days yeah, for they, three days. Yeah, yeah. So I did. I rented it, and so I'm telling a buddy of mine who who usually goes with me, and he's like, "Man, I'll be able to go." And I'm like, "Well, I got this huge house. <laughs> Figure out a way to go and, and tell some people." And so I'm telling everybody I know, and I come. I'm like, "You don't have to pay. Just come." Ended up, me and a buddy of mine had this house, four bedrooms. Two of us. Garage. I mean, we could sleep in a different room every night. We were there. I think we left Mon yeah, Monday and we got there. We just goofed off and made a bunch of stops and just went through the country, stayed off the highway. And we got there Tuesday morning, early morning. So we stayed Tuesday to Sunday. And had the whole place to where it was funny I mean, <laughs> huge. and and it, there was a tv in every room perfect yeah which i'm mean, i don't honest i don't think we ever turned it on anywhere i had a big old backyard fence stand i had a huge garage had bicycles that you could take to the beach and it was a block from the ocean and uh and i, I saved that one and uh, we stayed in the same neighborhood a year, two years ago, and I've, I guess I've lost that one, or somebody gets it every year because I've never been able to. Back in that, but that's nah, just how it goes. But yeah, once you miss one year, you, you're out of the rotation, and you don't have you don't have a chance of getting back in. Yeah, I am. Yeah, are, are you going go, uh, to go uh, to Biketoberfest in Daytona? Hmm, I'm not sure yet. That's that's up in the air still. Okay, but yeah, because well, we we got Laconia, we got Sturgis, we got yep. we got some things. So, so Laconia, you said, is fifty nine days away. Fifty nine days away. Hmm. You know what? I uh, I was cruising around the other day and I found an old school bike shop. So I drove by it. You know, it looked like a bike shop that was just kind of run down, kind of like you know the kind of bike shop that we liked. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I turn around. And I go in there and I start talking to, I think it was the owner, really cool guy. And I tell him, you know, I need some, uh, 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need some new bearings put in my 13 spoke wheels. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do it while you wait. And I'm like, yeah, I, I could just never get the end play right. He's like, oh, I got all the shims. I got everything. He's like, I'll, I'll do it while you wait. I'm like, kidding cool. me? Like, this is great. And I, you know, I look over and there's, he had a couple pan heads. And he said, yeah, that's all he works on. Shovel heads, Evos. He said he, he likes to leave the newest stuff for the dealerships, he said. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to hook up to a computer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, I was I was telling him, I was like, you know, I just moved up here from Mass. And I, I can't believe you guys are right around the corner. This is great to have yeah. a local bike shop like this. That's right cool. Around. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I, we're, we're getting hard to find. And, yeah. Uh, so. yeah. I mean, honest, if I walk into the old school Harley shop, you know, it's close to my house. Uh, one of the mechanics I've known forever, and uh, he can work on a carburetor, but the other mechanic can't. It's a small dealership. Yep. Uh, if I go over to the other dealership that I uh, hang out at, and I bought a few bikes from, there's only one guy that can work on a carburetor over there. Wow. Yeah. And while I was talking to him, he, you know, he said he does he does powder coating and everything right there. So really, yeah. This I'm going to be back there a lot. I have a feeling. Really, that is awesome. So yep. that'll be a, a spot we can hit. Uh, when I come up, I'm hoping to come up maybe a day early. Okay. We can get a podcast in. Um, and uh, again, all depends on the weather. Yeah. Thanks. All depends on if if I buy either of these two <laughs> uh, road glides. And you know how Laconia is. You better pack your rain gear. Oh, you, funny you should say that. So I am in the garage and I am making sure that I have, you know, contact solution and extra pair of glasses in uh, my bike because I was going to ride it to work. Yep. Put everything in there, close it up, come here, work. Uh, I think I went to the grocery store, went home. I walk in my closet and I'm looking for something and there I have this, uh, it's a Harley Davidson bag that fits on your uh, sissy bar. And I move it out of the way, and I was like, man, that thing is heavy. <laughs> I'm like, what's in it? And I open it up, and it's a hat, rain gear, rain gaiters, my, uh, well, they're not waterproof. They're water-resistant, air quotation, gloves. And I'm like, why, why do I not have that in my motorcycle? <laughs> so I, we need to start a new segment on the podcast here what's in your saddlebag <laughs> yeah well so in my saddlebag right now i know i have my tool roll oh yeah what, what all tools do you have so what is the brand it's a blue tool roll i know exactly what you're talking about you know what the funny story is i found that on the side of the road one day <laughs> God. i drove by it and i was like what the hell was that I turn around. It was like brand new. It must have just fell off the guy's bike or something. And uh, I've had it. I've had that for ten years. Really? But, yeah, I've added to it. So I, um, I have a lot of the uh, ARP twelve points on my bikes. So yeah. I have to put in put. I put in all those sockets just in case the shift the lever comes loose or a shift yeah. the um, peg. So I got those in there. I got some zip ties, electrical tape. Uh, Loctite, mm-hmm. and then I got my I got two pairs. Of, I got my leather gloves, and then I got my thrashing like summer gloves in there. Yep. I got a a, a flannel jacket. 
in there. And yep. oh, and I got a um, an old Massachusetts license plate that I kind of folded over, and I use that as my kickstand. So when I pull into like the Iron Horse, yeah, <laughs> I, I can throw that down and uh, bike so doesn't more up in the mud. <laughs> yep. And then uh, what else? I I actually found my thing uh, like you. I went to my dad's house and my rain gear was just hanging up in his garage. I'm like, I've been looking for that. <laughs> and so I grabbed that. So I got, I, I got to get some rain gloves though. And yeah, that, uh, I wish I had half the money I've spent on gear over the year. There is nothing that is waterproof. It is water resistant. And that actually equates to, uh, it doesn't allow that much water in, you should say. Yep. Uh, there's, oh gosh, the, you know, and, and I've even Googled it and there's a ton, there's all kinds of videos and, you know, little uh, reviews on rain gear, gloves, boots. Um, I have to admit the, the boots that I have and they're Harley Davidson but the tongue is sewn in so it, it doesn't move around. I rode in some, a lot of rain, like all day, and they never got wet. My feet never got wet. Yeah, I mean, I mean Harley David, they make some good clothing. It's not cheap. Oh, God. But one of my friends, actually, he's got some uh, the Harley Davidson boots, and he's a Red Wing guy. He loves his Red Wings. He loves oh, his yeah. boots. And he said those Harley boots he has are like, the comfortablest boot to ride in and he loves them and he's really so he sent me the link and i I actually i gotta try to pick up some just to have a fall riding or if it gets stuck in the rain but i usually i usually like to ride in just my sneakers so yeah me too i'm horrible yeah don't uh what's the saying uh don't don't do as i say or you know i ride in tennis shoes and that's awful and i shouldn't um but so you dress for the ride, not the slide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that the same? Yeah, that's. A, <laughs> I do, man, because there there is no boot out there that is comfortable for me. I have again, I have a closet full, and I have to put an insole in them. That's the first thing I do when when I when I get them, is you know I try them on. My okay, this fits. Um, and sometimes I buy the insole and take them with me if I buy them at the dealership or at the boot store or whatever, just to put them in there. Sometimes it'll change the way they feel. And I, I can, the boots that I have, I have a, a two or three pair, roughly they're kind of the same design and, you know, way they fit. Um, I'll ride in them all day if I'm not going to do a lot of walking, but my tennis shoes are always in my bag and I'll just, you know, especially in Daytona. Toss off the boots, throw them in the bag, and put my tennis shoes on. Yeah, but, especially, especially Daytona. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of walking. Walking, standing. I yeah. just, uh, I, I'm awful. I shouldn't. But there's there's nothing comfortable out there. Like, yeah. I, I worked in my yard uh, earlier this week, and uh, I wore my, my cowboy-style uh, ropers. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm glad I don't have to walk a lot. I did. You know, I walked five acres so I, I did a lot of walking and i'm like oh my feet are killing me but yeah i just yeah so that that's in my saddlebag is my my tennis shoes we talked about rain gear glove how many pair of gloves do you have well like i said i i only got two of my saddlebags 
they got and some nice leather like work gloves. Yep. And then the the the, the thrash and supply summer ones. But well, I have a lot of pair of gloves just from from working, you know. Yeah, yeah. I I, I see a pair of gloves, and here's the thing: you can't try them out. But my favorite pair of gloves is um, they're. Uh, I got them from a lady who sells stuff at um, like outdoor events. Uh, they're like outdoor gloves, like gardening gloves. She goes to these shows, outdoorsy things. Yep. And they are super comfortable and they're brown, but I have, I've worn them this, I've had them two years and I've got them broke in really, really, really good. Uh, yeah. Bionic is the name of them. And they are awesome. And I think they make black, but they're they they're leather look and feel. They're not leather, but you can wash them. You just don't dry them. And they're my go-to. I have tons of gloves. I have like three or four pair in my saddlebag right now. And those are the ones that I grab. Yeah. How about, um? was it two years ago in Daytona you bought, was it a leather, like a, button-up leather jacket from d haven uh it was the uh the heavy duty uh uh gene uh what am i trying to say the... Kevlar? no it's uh mm-hmm. denim denim okay oh yeah it is awesome oh you've been yeah, wearing I wore, it okay. i wore it just the other day and it is super thick um you can wear i wore a long sleeve t-shirt uh underneath it and that and was fine. And actually, I'm I'm going riding all day Friday because it's Good Friday, and I'm off. Um, got a little day trip planned, and I've already got that rolled up and laid out to throw in the bike. That and a, a Dixon flannel. I mean, I don't think you can ride a Harley without having a one <laughs> or two Dixon flannels. Oh, yeah, but, well, that... I, but I like them because you know they fit good me, and they have the little thing you can clean your glasses. And they're yep. pretty stylish. I mean, yeah. I'm not out here trying to, you know, win a beauty contest the way I dress, but. Well, you mean, I mean you're talking about your, your tennis shoes. I mean, I don't know who says that anymore. <laughs> Sneakers. Yeah. 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 Oh, if you were listening to this podcast, do not ride in sneakers or tennis shoes. Just don't. <laughs> it's it's not safe. And I always wear a helmet. But it's comfortable. Upshift podcast. Yes. I like to be comfortable. Another thing I wear. And this is when, you know, down here in July, it's, you know, 100 degrees all day long. They're long sleeve Carhartt. Uh, they have a name for them. They look like construction guy shirts. Every time I wear one, buddy of mine, Robbie's like, man, you like you can direct traffic at the, you know, construction site. Is it neon green? It's neon green. But right. I kid you not, I was I'm at Myrtle Beach or Dayton or somewhere at a, at a rally and a guy pulls up. And uh, rolls down his window, and it's like him and his wife in there, like, man, that shirt's awful bright, but we saw you. And I didn't pull out in front of them. I was just, they were just riding down the road next to me. But it, it's a, uh, it's called dry fit, maybe or cool oh, fit. Yep, yep, dry it, fit. It really keeps you cool, and you can be seen. Yeah, yeah, because it's good to wear long sleeves, and mm-hmm. so you don't get burnt. Oh, God. And I, I know I burn up. I do too, and I'm I'm covered from head to toe. I mean, I never I never wear shorts on the bike. I have years and years ago when I 
thought I was cool and didn't wear a helmet, you know, do rag and all that. But <laughs> I, I see people in shorts and flip flaps and tank tops and flip flaps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Riding a motorcycle. Yeah. I, I couldn't do that. I, I mean, I wear shorts, but yeah, shorts with a full face helmet. Yeah. I'm doing a lot of good, right? Yeah. You, you are. I mean, you're the poster child for don't do what I'm doing. Actually, I just got um, before Daytona. I picked up a first manufacturing uh, vest. Yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's a nice le- leather vest. So, yeah, wear that in July. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, you wear that. You know, uh, I have a, a a pretty thin vest, and I, I have one of those first manufacturing too. It's a, a, a concealed carry vest. Yeah, but you, you can't. It's pretty thick so it is winter only and the other vest i have you know i could i'll probably wear it this weekend because it's still going to be a little cool uh oh, 70s. Oh, oh oh yeah that's real cool yep <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean it, i think it may be getting close to 80 uh by next week down here yeah yeah that's that's nice to know it's it might hit 60 next week a little bit up here yeah. Well, um, we just turned on the air at work. Really? Jeez. Yeah. I hadn't done it at the house yet. Um, I, you know, it just, it's still pretty, actually my house stays about 67, 68 year round. That's what I keep it at. So I'm sure by, by May that, you know, we'll have to throw on there cause it, it gets, that's usually when summer starts, even though summer's not till June, but It'll, you know, the weather, and then it, then it's miserable to ride. Who wants to ride when it's a hundred degrees? No, I know. I know. well, so it's a long story, but I'm gonna make it quick. No, it's what we're here for. Tell stories. So when I first got my my night train, me and my friend thought it was a great idea. We're gonna ride to Virginia Beach. I don't know why Virginia Beach, but we're gonna ride to Virginia Beach. Yeah, I've never. I, that was my first street bike. I never put more than fifty miles you know, in a day on it, I used to just ride around town. So I can remember showing up to his house. I had two backpacks, like just a regular backpacks tied up to the back of my night train. (laughs) (laughs) No windshield, no nothing. We got going. We hit the Jersey turnpike and it is downpouring. I, I am soaking wet. No rain gear, mm. my my um my backpacks soaking wet. It was miserable, miserable. So, and then if, if so, it we keep going. It finally stops raining after sitting out under a few bridges. <laughs> and then we, 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 we ma- yeah we we make it to which is no longer there. Uh, Mike's famous Harley Davidson, right? I think yep. it's right right before the Delaware Bridge. Yeah, right there on it. Yeah, I've been. Yeah. There. It's not even there anymore. Yeah. Uh, th- yes. It's a. It was an old Howard Johnson resort. Yeah. So, well, I remember reading online that they had food and there, it was like a restaurant in there. So I'm yep. like, like that's our de- that's our first destination. I want to go there. Yeah. So we, we went there, and then so we took off from there, and then we were going out. We went end up going over the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. That's which, pretty cool. Which yeah, like that 27 mile bridge. Mm-hmm. And it cost us fifteen dollars or something <laughs> back then. Yeah, probably. And I, and 
I think I just had my beanie helmet on because I remember not knowing what state I was in. So I'd have my helmet off. I'd have it on. I'd see a bike with, with a helmet off. So I took it off. That was back when I didn't want to wear a helmet. <laughs> you were cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then we finally got to Virginia Beach. I, th- I think it took us probably 17 hours. I felt like my ass was killing me. Like I, I couldn't even, I didn't even want to look at the bike. I, I was ready to have the bike shipped home. <laughs> I did not want any part to do with that bike. But yeah, we get there. All my clothes are soaking wet. It, it was miserable. Mm. But then, so we stay there for a week and then we ride back. I left Virginia Beach in jeans and a t-shirt. And I wore a jeans and a t-shirt the whole way home. It was 90 degrees uh, the whole way home. And we made it one day because I remember we were just cruising back and my buddy was like, I got an aunt that lives in Connecticut. I'm going to stay there. You should stay with me. I'm like, nope, I'm I'm going home. I'm I, committed. I'm I'm commi- yeah, I hammered it all the way home. I don't know how long it took us, probably another 16, 15 hours. Ugh. But I think after that trip, I was I was kind of um, not loving riding a motorcycle <laughs> that far. The fun factor went down to uh, zero. Yes, fast. Yeah. So now that I have the touring bike and, you know, listening to other podcasts and then talk about cruising the country on a motorcycle, it just has got me so excited I to know. ride. I know. So, like, I can't wait till for Sturgis to ride Sturgis and yes, Laconia and, you know, everything else we're going to do. I mean, just, you know, being out on the motorcycle, I mean, it and... I, I have this shirt somewhere. I'm sure you have one too. If I have to explain it, you, you don't understand. Yeah. It, uh, and, and that's not being derogatory or, you know, I'll, you know, thumb in your, oh, look at me. But we have a passion about motorcycles and we gravitate towards people that have the same passion. And yep. it is so much fun to talk to those people. I love the motorcycle community. Well, Not if, like if, everybody out there. I mean, there's there's some jerks. Yeah, we come across all kinds of different people, but for the majority of the people that are motorcycle riders, it doesn't matter what brand. Nope. I would say more Harley than anything because that's what we we ride. Yeah, um, that's what we gravitate to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do the Goldwing guys sit around and talk about their journey. I'm sure they do. Yeah, and that and that's fine. And I've said this before in this podcast. I would have a Goldwing if I could afford it. Yeah, I mean they, you could I definitely would. put down some miles on a Goldwing. Yeah, you can ride from here to California, turn around, and come back. But <laughs> but we have a passion for this. It's a sport, uh, I'll say. But it is a it, it's a love that we have for riding two wheels. Yeah, I mean, if it Getting wasn't out, even if it's for. 10 minutes or 30 minutes or to the grocery store. I went to the grocery store on mine uh, one night this week. Just had to get a few things, but, you know, throw it in a saddlebag and go back home. Yeah. If, uh, it was, if it wasn't for motorcycles, I wouldn't have met you. I know. That's why we're friends. Yeah. and Because of motorcycles. And trust me, when I found that motorcycle shop, I couldn't wait to tell you all about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can't wait to go. Yeah. I, I'm and, excited. When you send me motorcycles, I get excited. 
You tell me, you know, <laughs> I get excited about the parts you're putting on your motorcycle. Ah, uh, yeah, I, and th- and that's what is great about the friendships that we make through motorcycles. Is oh man, Brian got an awesome that seat that he has on his cop glide is awesome, and those bars. I mean, I just I've looked at the picture I took down there in Daytona a ton of times, and yeah, that's you know, a good picture through Instagram and I'm like that is such a cool motorcycle yeah well I know our podcast is one of my friends said he listened to my to the podcast a couple times going home from work and ever since then he's been sending me pictures he's got a 14 street glide he okay. just he just changed all the oil he's coming up for Laconia okay yeah you'll, you'll meet him and oh. he's like he's just back into motorcycles and that's great we've been texting back and forth all motorcycle stuff it's awesome killer uh, and and that's that's awesome. And I, again, I want to hear about stuff with your family. You know, uh, you know, you, you know, you, one of your kids hits a home run. I want to hear about that. Yeah. But I mean, it, we talk about motorcycles pretty much all of our conversations. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. Yeah, and, and all of my other motorcycle friends, that's what, what's what we talk about. Yep. You know, when I talk to them on the phone or, or we get together, it's usually over the motorcycle. Yeah, and we we've talked about motorcycles for fifty nine minutes now. I know, I know. it's been great. We still have more to talk about. Here, here's what I, you know, and we were talking about wearing shoes and boots and all that, but the safety aspect of and I'm not going to sugarcoat this. What we do is dangerous. Riding a motorcycle is is dangerous, and not because of we ride wheelies and you know go thirty miles an hour of the speed limit. It's there are other people out there and they're talking on their telephones and they're not paying attention and all of the vehicles are bigger than us. So, you know, and you were a truck driver. Yes. So I'm, I'm used to the highway riding. You're used to, and, and to get places, you know, to get to Sturgis, to get to Laconia, if you don't have the time, you got to ride on the highway. Definitely. So get, and I've heard this on another podcast, but and great information. But put yourself in the in the big truck you're driving, and you know you have a one motorcycle or a group. I mean, what? I mean, it's not really protocol, but me. And I want you to expound on this. I don't want to be behind the truck. I don't want to be beside the truck. I want to pass it and get in front of the truck, so I can see because. You know, picture yourself behind a truck. You know, you can't see nothing. Yeah. And he can't see. If you are that close, you know, to where you can read his tag, he can't see you. Well, if you can't see his mirrors, Mirror. then he yeah. can't see you. So, yeah, if you're right behind the truck driver, they can't see you. If you're on the right side of them, they can't see you at all. Even yeah. if you're Even if you're right up next to the cab, they can't see you. Like you ever see those Peter Bills? They got the little window in the bottom yeah. of the door. Uh-huh. That's what that's for, just so they can see you. Yeah, and you can't see much out of that four-inch window. Exactly. So you're coming up onto a truck, get in the left lane, pass them on the left-hand side, and just get in front of them. Hold yeah. on because the wind, you can get stuck <laughs> at the wind tunnel. Yeah, and, and you as a truck driver, you, you want the motorcycle to pass. You want cars to pass you. You don't want them behind you and... And beside you, you, I mean. Oh, yeah. I, I get, you're I get huge. aggravated. It, it, it takes, I mean, 
how long, how far does it take to stop a big truck loaded? Loaded <laughs> is loaded is actually you stop better. Okay. Because if you're empty, the trailer is just light, and you slam on the brakes, it's just going to bounce and bounce. skid, and you're not going to get any traction. So if you're mm. like a half load is the best. You're a little heavy, so you can still stop. But yeah, I mean, I never actually carried a lot of weight, but some of those trucks that are carrying the dirt or, you know, all the soil. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those they're not stopping. I mean, no. those, those Jake brakes that you hear, if yeah. they didn't, if they didn't have those Jake brakes, then they wouldn't stop. Yeah. So. Yeah. This, it, it's, uh, in your best interest when you're out on the highway, again, I say it, as fast and as, uh, as safe as possible. Well, get what a, yeah, I, I, and get in front of. Them. Yeah, like my bike, I figured it, it cruises about 72, 73 miles an hour. Perfect. Yeah, there's your sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah, and it you know it just just purrs right along. So, if hopefully, do some passing people, but you know if I get past, I get past. But so what? What do you think we're gonna? So we're gonna leave Chicago. What's your high? What's your favorite? What's your best highway speed? Would you like to go? Mm, well, on the on this road king, um, it I can you know have cruise and I set that joker on eighty eighty five and it just Cadillacs down the road. Not to say that you know I stick it on seventy or seventy two. You know well, I, I just like to get out there in the fast lane. Now in a group, we're we sailed out there the when we took that big group uh, two or three years ago. We were running 80, 85 the whole entire time. We never let out. and Because um, we, we had every gap. Everything was planned. That whole trip there and back was planned. Mileage, exit. And I mean, it was to the T and usually with the times. Just because the group was so large. And uh, Robert, the guy that put it together, he just he said, hey, let's just stay on a schedule. That way, we know we're going to be here. And then if something comes up, weather or whatever, you know, we can deviate. But literally, we Cadillaced out there 80, 85 the whole entire time. Sometimes there was some triple digits in there. <laughs> just just sailing. Yeah, well. But that, that to me, that that's getting a little too fast. Yeah, that's 75 around through there, that. That's a perfect speed. And here, a lot of times, you'll get run off the road if you're not doing that. Yeah. Well, and plus, my uh, electric glide, it's only a five-speed, so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, your, your, your Roking six-speed, that yeah. makes a difference on the highway. Oh, a huge difference. Yeah, so... Yeah, I, I jumped out. We uh, um, were meeting some people for dinner two weeks ago, and uh, I was like, man, I don't want to be late. I don't want to be early, you know, so I can get a good seat, I guess. And I jumped out. I could have went the back way, but I was like, hey, I live right here next to the highway. It's three exits up. And I jumped on the highway and, you know, next thing I know, I'm up in six gear and I'm hitting the, uh, where they just paved it and I'm running 90. <laughs> sailing and smooth. Got my headset on, listening to music. And I'm like, whoa, I'm about to miss my exit. <laughs> but yeah, and, and I, again, I was by myself, so... And again, we do not condone over the speed limit 
on the Upshift podcast. Just say it. Just throwing that out there. Just but just yeah. to throw it out. Yeah. Just 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 throwing that out there. But yeah, that 70, 75, that that's a good, you know, cruising speed. Uh if I'm by myself, I'm probably faster. And I've told you the highway that, that I live on, it's right here next to my house, is the Daytona 500 24 hours a day. And literally, they're doing construction on it, and the speed limit is 55. Not one single car, truck, anybody has ever done 55 out there. Well, that's 75 or 100. What what is the speed limit out there in um, in like Wyoming, out, uh, South Dakota? It's, yeah, it's 80. 70. Yeah, 80 miles an hour. So, but but they they lower it down to 65 during the rally. Oh, do that. Oh, I didn't know. 90 from in rapid when you're about three or four miles from the Harley shop in rapid. The um, and they have big orange flags on it too, and they have quite a few of them speed limit signs. They change the ones that are there all the time, but it seems like they put up extra ones. <laughs> and just during the rally, um, because it's 80 through there, um normal and during the rally i want to say it's 65 and from three or four miles before you get to uh rapid city or the harley shop and then all the way one exit past the sturgis exit is 65 and then once you get past it you're right right there at the wyoming border it's back to 80 okay yeah i I remember when i went out there last summer in the truck it was i was surprised to see the 80 mile an hour speed limits Oh yeah, and then but but the wind. I mean, oh. yeah, we got caught in. Oh, gosh, that that we'll have to do a whole podcast about that. that yeah, that's another. It's thing. dangerous. It's dangerous. You know, we we need to do. I mean, this is just open notes here. We need to talk about your Texas trip. Oh yeah, that, that, that we hadn't even talked about that. Yeah, um, we'll have to talk about that next time before I forget yeah. about it. Yeah, before you forget everything. About <laughs> it. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking through my notes and. I, mean, I think we've covered. We were 114 days away from Sturgis, so we got to. You got to. Uh, you, you said you were what, 75 percent? It's bumped up to about 85 percent. Oh, that's even better. Uh, yep. 59 days away from Laconia, you're 100 <laughs> percent. Yeah, and you're 100 percent for that. Yeah, uh, and 34 days away from Myrtle Beach. And I know you're not making it to Myrtle Beach because that's an awful long way to go for two days. Yeah, no, I'll, I will not be making Myrtle Beach this year. Okay. Um, and, you know, I'll take you a few pictures. I'll send you a postcard. <laughs> you're not going to miss much. Just okay. just being honest, it, it's we only go because it's in our state. It's not that far. It's like four hours away. Uh, and Bucky opens up. In South Carolina. Well, that right there is reason to go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to make a special trip to Bucky's. Just yeah, I mean it's only like uh, two hours from here. Oh, from you I'm know going. what? Forget about these bike weeks. Let's just go hit every Bucky's. We can. Hit every Bucky's. <laughs> Bucky's week. Yeah, exactly. This is a, the Bucky's bike rally. Uh, you know what? We we'll start something. Hashtag yeah. Bucky's of uh, bike rally. We should yeah. start that Instagram. We own it. <laughs> tell them where they can find you on Instagram, Brian. Instagram, the Upshift Podcast underscore Brian underscore NH. 
So yeah, I've been I've been posting there. I've been getting some good feedback, yep. some followers. So I'm gonna post on there when this episode goes live. Yeah, we'll go live. Um, and you can find me at the Upshift Podcast and Harley Guy 105, and we are on Facebook at the Upshift uh, Podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Anchor, and any podcast platforms but man what's a great episode we have just sitting here and talked about motorcycles and i've had an awesome time i've had an awesome time and can't wait to do it again so we will see you in two weeks okay buddy have a good one take it easy Ah, the upshift guys are out